Bruce Newberry. The food dude. All right, so here we are. It's Bruce Newberry with Ted Carusas, but we can't call it a TED Talk. And we're here at the Blue Play Diner. So today, we're going to talk a little etiquette and manners. It came to pass, I guess, that there's a spoken or unspoken thing, Ted, where ladies are not automatically served first? Yeah, so I was reading an article recently in Nation's Restaurant News about how, and I don't know if it's related to the Me Too movement or not, for years, as you know, my background is fine dining, and growing up in fine dining, there are rules to the table and rules of engagement at the table and etiquette. Uh, And one of the the primary rules is uh, ladies are served first, gentlemen second. Right. Uh, unless, of course, there's wine service involved and you're tasting the wine, right? I mean, we're not going to get into, like, the, the specifics and the how-tos <laughs> and the whys and where, right? Separate class. That's another class. But what? Uh, but for years, it's always been um, ladies first, men second, uh, children last. And now what I, I saw the shift is in the following manner. There will no longer be ladies first. They will start with one person and move in a counterclockwise direction. Really? Assigning a seat number to everybody and taking the order uh, as as it is. So I mean, it, it could be look. You can look at it two ways. One, chivalry is dead. Two, men and women are equal. I still feel that they can be treated with equality and and, and then an additional bit of respect just because of everything that they do. I mean, they keep society right. civil. Yes, uh, women. I mean, I come from a background of very very strong women in my life. My my mother, God rest her soul. My wife, my daughter my sisters, and um, I just see it as a disservice. I mean, you can still be strong. They were very, very strong, but they still believed in etiquette and rules and, and, I agree. and, and propriety. And I, I think agree. that's just and a you, bigger symptom of, of other things, yes, right? Yes. You. I think we lose something. I think we're the poorer for it if uh, I'm just seat number one now, or like you say, your wife, your mother, whoever is in seat number one or not in seat number one. They should always be in seat number one. I think that we, we don't honor them by going to this new system right and and i think it'll cause confusion but i think the bigger issue is really this is um a symptom of society's laxing of rules yes they just don't put the same priorities i think on eating out it's weird it's it's a weird time we're living in right yes never before we've had such vast breadth of foods and options in our lives which should make it fun and exciting uh, to experiment it and to cook and to lift us up. And yet, at the same time, the focus might be on the food, but I don't want to cook it. Right. I want to try something new, but I don't want to be the guy working <laughs> right. on it to, to right. try it out, right? So maybe there's a dichotomy. So now you have people that go out to dinner. I see it all the time. It depends, obviously, on your t- style of restaurant you choose and go to. But let's say in a casual format, parents want a break. That's why they go out to dinner sure. to grab something utilitarian. But in the process, they're getting also a break in a sense from parenting. The wait staff are responsible if my child is crying. They clean up after the kid. They have the TV on or they have the little, used to be a DVD player. Now it's your phone is right. on and they're playing video games. And when that's, I get why the parent does it. I totally get it. But the problem is the unintended consequence of that is the child doesn't know it's doing something wrong and then over time if enough kids doing it that becomes the norm so it's no longer wrong quality time is no longer spent how was your day dear how are you doing in this class or that's what's where going we're on getting there into right here now connecting with your with each other right and and we've become disconnected from everybody 
from each other for a number of different reasons. Families are scattered, going in all different directions, everybody's working, the ones that aren't working are too young to work are caught up in activities and schools and all of that. And we go in four or five, six different directions each and every day. Parents have kind of outsourced parenting. Yeah, in a sense, um, in a sense. you know, and 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 it doesn't help if, if you've got come from a single parent family where, you know, they're doing the best to just keep the lights on and keep you fed and keep you, you know, safe. And, you know, to go ahead and teach you the manners that go along with being a social civilized individual. Yes. That becomes somewhat a, of a problem, you know, over time. It becomes less and less. I mean, and you've seen the movie Titanic, right? I mean, you've seen the movie yes. Titanic. Everybody used to go to dinner on the boat with uh, with All a black tie up. and dressed up. Yes. I'm not saying that that's what, what it should be, but there should be certain rules. And, and But there should be rules of decorum, which they used to be called manners. And there still are, but now that's being taught at the college level. College kids are taking courses on... And why? I wonder why. Why do they have to teach it at college? I'm afraid that it's because the parents have outsourced the parenting through circumstances. You know, I had to put the kid in daycare. Um, Not around. We're scattered to the winds. When families get together now for a meal, it's an unusual circumstance. It's not the norm. And it's also not raised up to a high level and a place of honor. So the child, through no fault of his or her own, doesn't know that this is the important place to be. It's just another group of people that you're having a meal with. So let's back up to two of your points. The first one is they're teaching at the college level. Well, my thought process on that is by college, it's already too late. I mean, you know yes. how, how long it takes to make a habit. And these yes. are like strong habits to break. I mean, these are, are, are core in your being habits you either grow up take your hat off or holding the door open for a a woman or which you know is that next your mother your girlfriend your wife whatever or for a stranger stranger. what about a little old lady or a little old man who needs help assistance getting in and out of their car that's carrying a bag dangerous because we lose our compassion and we lose our empathy that's my point number two at the college level why would college have to teach manners and etiquette is it perhaps with the globalization of business, we're one of the few societies that in their quest for equality, that we have given up rules of etiquette and engagement and protocol, which other countries take for granted? That's a How do we interact in global society? If we go to a, a dinner party in France, I mean, if I'm working for a, a conglomerate and I go and I work overseas, I don't even know what fork to use. They have five, six different forks, yes. right? And that's well, exactly what is protocol? what's being taught. Boy, that is that is a great right? point of view. I think I or England, for that matter, right? Not even a language barrier. Let's just go to England. There you go. To your question about why is it being taught at the college level, I think that it has to do with business. It, it all of a sudden it dawned on these people who are the kind of the last frontier of of molding these young people. Hey, we're sending them out to go to business. And they don't know how to eat anything other than a chicken finger. They don't know what fork to use, what the napkin's for, where to sit, what to do, anything like this. Now they're going to be woefully unequipped if they go to deal in business. Right. Well, that's a perception, right? I mean, that's a first impression. In some countries, you go out to dinner or cocktails to discuss, and business isn't even discussed yet. But That's you are you are being put on display. And you're on a, display, yes. and they're they're, they're you know sizing, sizing you up and kind of seeing what you're about. And now the first impression becomes a, a negative one. Yes. And unfortunately, in a global society where where the globe is actually shrinking, what ends up happening is we become misrepresented as a nationality. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why people 
don't like us overseas well, at times. It has nothing to do with the president. And it's unfortunate because we're the country that always bails everybody out. We're the country that always helps wholeheartedly. Yes. And this lack of representation is what I have a problem with. Yes. We're better than that, and we yes. should represent ourselves as such. Um, we don't have to be snobbish about it like other countries, but we certainly are on par. So true. Our food has, is bountiful. Our recipes are great. Our breadth of, of variety is extraordinary. And to go and get judged by our manners when we export, one of our biggest exports in this country is our lifestyle and culture. Hollywood, right? I mean, film. And when they see these things, that's kind of where the misrepresentations lie. But look at, look at that point for a minute, though. Look at how people are depicted in the movies. They're depicted in formal settings very often times, elegant settings. That's not how regular people so-called act. Right. And that's the problem. Right. Uh, we used to aspire to that, and we used to want to be like those people that we saw on the screen. Now there's some kind of a, an anomaly. They're, right. they're to be ridiculed or made fun right. of or something like that. Uh, and it's beginning to dawn on people that, that this needs to be brought into focus. I think that you're right. I think by the time that you're sitting down with someone, and they call it in industry today, they call it teaching the soft skills. Yeah. They actually have a name for yeah, it. Yep, yep. It's the most ridiculous thing. And these people who are mostly grown up, if not entirely grown up, have to be actually taught how to sit. It's, it, it's like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. I think you'll also start seeing with this whole... Um, one-sided socialization via text messaging or you know emailing or whatever there's etiquette in email right there's etiquette in in what you can put on uh, Facebook or what you can't Um, you don't know it till it's too late right when it's already out there on the net but my point is uh, it's imperative that we get back to understanding that there's only one chance for us to make a first impression. We should not lose sight of our compassion, taking care of our elders. That doesn't mean that they're less equal. I mean, it's a respect thing. Look at those other cultures that we're talking about. In all of the other cultures of the world, they revere the old. They worship and honor the older generation. Right. And that doesn't happen. We warehouse people. We put them in places and so that we don't have to deal with them. Right. Because we don't want to face the fact that we're going to be that way ourselves someday. And we are losing the empathy and losing the compassion, as you pointed out. But go back to what one thing you said, because it's such a great point. In the culture that we've now become, where the main communication, particularly among young people, is not interpersonal. They don't know right. how to talk to one right. another, young people. And so they don't know if they're offending someone or right. they think that... Right, it's to no fault of their own, really. Yes. I mean, because they haven't been shown. Yes. And back or th- they think, oh, I can take it back. I can delete it. Right, There's no right. delete button when you've said something to someone. So, so to your point about the empathy and compassion, I challenge anyone of the next generation, the next 15 years, how can you provide hospitality if you do not have empathy or compassion for your fellow man? or woman for that matter. You cannot. You need to have as your basis an open heart, a joy to be around people, and a skill set. Yes. That's the difference. Otherwise, everything's fast casual, and robots will be replacing your job. Yes. And it's going to get even more pronounced as certain businesses do migrate to robots. Because if you're going to act robotic as a human being, 
you still can make mistakes. I'd rather invest in the robot. The end product is the same, a product without compassion or empathy. And that is a dangerous place for anything in the hospitality business to it's be It's true, but I can't help thinking, and we're getting terribly philosophical here, but I can't help thinking that the human spirit is going to win out in that scenario because the human spirit yearns for companionship and has to have a relationship with another human being. Right. I think the human spirit, reduced to dealing with a machine, the spirit dies. Right. Agreed. Uh, and I hope, and there's always hope, right. that the human spirit would just cry out and become that urge to be with another human spirit would just overwhelm and in the end that's going to save us right well it's funny you say that and to close it out one of the real reasons why i always loved diners and wanted to open a diner is the whole interaction around a counter of regulars kibitzing about the day-to-day travails of, of life work and what have you and you come in as a stranger you sit around you listen, you know, if you have etiquette or if you have manners, you can read people. All of a sudden, you start getting engaged, and over time, you become one of the regulars. Yes. Food is important. It needs to be from scratch and home cooking. But it's really about the connections with people. That's what is really, really big and important. And it's never been more necessary than now. This generation, as they get older, you know, it's called nostalgia, right? I'm getting nostalgic even right. though I'm not that old, right? But that's what I yearned for as a child. And I hope that this younger generation is able to find their diner, whatever that may be, because they need that interaction. And to remain human and humane, they need to be around other people, physically around them, interacting. You so. bet. Good words. 